0: Well, welcome to episode four of Comically Exposed. Uh, My name is Gabby Blackman.
1: And my name is Heather Nye.
0: Yay. Thank you for joining us. You know, uh, three episodes in and now this one. Very exciting. I just took a sip of water and while I did that, I almost forgot the name of our podcast. So I think we're off (laughs) to a really good start. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So welcome to Chronically Some Toes. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's just jump right in. Heather, do you want to talk about what you have been doing over these past couple of weeks?
1: Yeah. I have been editing our podcasts from previous recordings. I'm getting faster at them. Yeah. So hopefully we can start catching ourselves up and getting them out the door a little bit quicker. Um. Still, every other Wednesday, but not be like three or four podcasts behind. (laughs) Not, not that I'm judging myself or anything. Never once had. Never will. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, I was struggling this week to really get myself motivated to write for my doubt it script. I think it's because it's Mm -hmm. it's a little too close to home, and sometimes it just makes me I don't know like re think the purpose of doing something mm-hmm. and, you know, hence the podcast dragging feet um, is the same thing. It's like exposing myself in this way and being kind of vulnerable in public. I mean, I think for anybody, whether or not you actually have OCD or social anxiety or anxiety or whatever. Yeah. It just doesn't feel great. But um, I did challenge myself yesterday All right. and ended up writing a humor piece. Whoa. <laughs> I know. I was like, I am like almost done writing it, my first draft of it fully. I just have two more beats to finish and I'm basically ready for review. And so I was like, okay, I just bust through that one in less than an hour. Um, So I guess I can write stuff. Hell, <laughs> so. Yeah. So I did that and that actually felt pretty good. Of course, after that, I kind of judged myself a little bit and and thinking, you know, am I distracting myself with a different project? Uh (laughs) But I kind of came back from there and that's where I am.
0: Okay. I have a couple of questions. Well, actually a couple of clarifying points. So first thing is, can you speak a little bit as to why your, what did we decide, fictional audio script is so close to home
1: well it's it, i t- titled it tentatively right now as doubt it and it's because it's um not to give too much away but mostly it's about somebody who has ocd mm-hmm. and their inner workings of having ocd because i haven't seen something like this online or um on television the way that it feels kind of like true to me not just me, but for other people who have OCD that's not visible to other people. Mm -hmm. I think the best analogy is more like a duck in water. Yeah. You know, it's like on top, they look peaceful and fine. And then the bottom, it's like a mess of like their legs, just kind of like keeping them up, you know, Mm -hmm. and afloat. And so that's kind of, I don't know, my thinking.
0: Yeah. That's what OCD... Yeah, because especially because... I feel like we mask a lot to look like Mm -hmm. normal people who aren't (laughs) having 75,000 intrusive thoughts that are showing up as just as important as whatever is happening in front of us, right?
1: Because
0: almost everybody has intrusive thoughts, but -hmm. it's only a disorder when it gets in the (laughs) way of your day-to-day function, so... Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. excited for your podcast. I'm excited to hear an OCD that's closer to my own lived experience.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and then also representation because it's a really misunderstood OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, or, <laughs> it's a really under misunderstood diagnosis. Oh, I didn't I mean see. to say it. I just combined two thoughts into one. <laughs> um, that's... Efficient. A very efficient, uh-huh. but extremely confusing. <laughs> yeah so it's 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 kind of um i don't know i feel like this is a really weird conversation right now
0: <laughs> okay like, i'm sorry okay no <laughs> like, we don't have to stay in the uncomfortableness, even though that oh, is the point well, i think we should right I, yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i mean it's funny because it feels like everything and then at the same time it feels like it should be nothing
0: mm-hmm.
1: does that make sense like you know like I feel like why do I make it big when it's actually small? So why should I say it's big? Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Again, taking up space, showing mm-hmm. your actual experience. <laughs> that should be the tiniest, smallest thing that nobody has to interact with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Important.
1: Yes, end um, a podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. We did it, you guys. High fives all yeah. around.
1: We're all we scared. solved it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And not to take too much of a detour <laughs> towards me, but I figured out within the last couple of days that another one of my mental health issues is coming into play. So I also have major dis- depressive disorder, and I am currently in a depressive episode. And, oh. you know, it's, it sucks, to be honest, because I had TMS, transcranial magnetic stimulation which was a game changer for me about four or five years ago. And I haven't had a single depressive episode since then. So it's kind of creeped in along with like raising raised anxiety. You and I have talked about these gorgeous panic attacks (laughs) I've been having, (laughs) which are just, it's good for the heart, you know, to just Mm -hmm. be woken up from a dead sleep with just like a bolt of adrenaline going like two to 300 miles an hour. (laughs) I feel like the world is closing in on you. So I'm very open about, you know, my my mental health. And I think this is a pretty safe space for it. So, yeah. So that's been coming up. And it's kind of gotten in the way, I would say, of me trying to do some of these goals that we've set out, you know, for ourselves. So,
1: Yeah, that would be a really hard... Yeah, depression is a really hard issue, especially with a disorder like ours, because it can manifest into an obsession, right? Yes. As well, and then it gets wrapped up into something that unfortunately becomes a very dangerous compulsion. Afterwards, it's it's really difficult, and I'm really sorry that you're feeling this, and it's coming up for you. Are you are you seeing someone? Oh, well,
0: thank you for asking. Uh, yeah, I'm actually gonna reach out to my healthcare professionals, but I am currently seeing an OCD therapist as well as an ADHD therapist. I mean, uh, you know, a super exciting. I yeah. Uh, yeah, just thrilled. What I do find kind of maddening about all of this is that so we have OCD. And we know, both from lived experience and from research, because we have OCD, so we've done the research, (laughs) that anxiety, depression, almost always comorbid diagnoses, which means they show Mm -hmm. up at the same time in a lot of people. And then, like, if you have OCD, the odds that you have all three is like, I mean, that Venn diagram is basically a circle, right? Yeah, So. What is amazing to me is that they are still treated as separate (laughs) and it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I've done some OCD treatments in the past where it was like, oh, well, that's probably just your depression talking. And I'm like, is she different? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, they all live inside of this person. So maybe it, they all talk to each other. I, I don't know. Or, or, you know, you'll have, I will have had a therapist who's like, oh, I'm an anxiety therapist. You know, that's an OCD thing. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, Ugh great. So I have to find another provider. And then they also don't in- want you to be seeing too many therapists at the same time. Yeah. So all I can say is I'm super excited for whatever <laughs> fight this ends up being with not only my health insurance, but my health care providers who are want the best for me, but are overworked. I'm yes. not going to say no. which health care providers, but the insurance company starts with a K and then a P and it's everywhere. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really hard when health care is treated like a business. Yes. And not just a normal thing that everybody in the United States should be able to access whenever yes. they need it.
0: Yes. And I know. And it's like, Oh, it just exists in like hospital settings or doctor's office. It surely doesn't show up in like law enforcement interactions or like the prison system or the education system, you know, or employment. It only shows up in these other. And it's like, oh, my God, no, (laughs) (laughs) can we not to sound like too much of a hippie, but can we be holistic,
1: you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 hard because it's like when corporations like decide, hey, you know, talk about mental health, but you can't have any problems.
0: Yeah, uh huh. You can't. We, currently... we need you to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: But we, we need you to do this, mm-hmm. but fully you know. support
0: you though if you yep. have, or like if you're neuroatypical, fully support you in that. Just don't be neuroatypical in the office,
1: and you're like mm-hmm. right. <laughs> We'll accommodate you, but not <laughs> yes. yeah. accommodate you because it's just too difficult for us. It's too much. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I hope that last segment really brought everybody just to high spirits. But anyhow, and this may be the OCD talking, it feels a little bit like a cop out for me to say all that stuff because the update on the goals that I had set for the past four weeks is this, the mortified application, I had decided to go through some old emails from when I was 19 years old and I read through just a ton of them and what came up was depression because... I had so many friends at that time because it's like I graduated from high school. So I still have all the high school friends are still in the scene. I had just worked an entire summer at summer camp. So those people are also in the mix and I'm starting at a brand new college and I'm just meeting people left and right. So my social address book, too many metaphors, was just, you know, (laughs) bursting full and I didn't really find anything too like funny in it maybe I haven't gone far enough but like the first full month is just me and all the other people who had started college all complaining Mm -hmm. to each other like this program is pretentious and you know I haven't found my people yet and these guys just don't get me and you know whatever else (laughs) and so we're all just (laughs) complaining yeah, so I don't I don't really know what to do with the mortified thing because all I really have is that stand up set and I feel like it's not enough, but again, am I future problem solving here?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Should I wait for mortified to get back to me and be like, "Hi, you've sent us nothing. Like this is not enough material. Now you need to go and find more material." And then I can do that.
1: I think you just answered your own question. <laughs> Stop
0: pointing out <laughs> the correct stuff, Heather.
1: No, I mean, it's easier said when when you're on the outside rather than being on the inside, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what if you just just submitted what you had, whatever it is, even if you feel like it's not enough, just to see what would happen.
0: And that, my friends, is what we call an exposure. (laughs) It truly is, though. Yeah,
1: yeah. But you have to ask yourself your question, you know, like a true question, especially after your depressive episode, is whether or not... Because, okay, I should backtrack a little bit and explain. Um, Because exposures Mm -hmm. are incredibly hard. Yes. Essentially what you're doing is you're putting yourself out there and leaving yourself out there and feeling the uncomfortable emotions. That is Mm -hmm. what exposures are supposed to do. But one thing with exposures, you're never really supposed to hang yourself off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to kind of check in with yourself on whether or not, if you're doing one for yourself, not just from your doctor telling you, you have to ask yourself, is this the right time for me to be vulnerable? Yeah. You know?
0: Is it a safe time? You mean?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: I totally agree. There's this scale when you first start OCD therapy and you kind of write down like all your main fears, right? Right. Mm -hmm. All the things that you're really struggling with. Like for for me, for example, I was not writing with any pen that had black ink because that meant death and that meant the death of every single person I know and love. I mean, we all know this to be true, right? (laughs) Obviously. And specifically, it was ballpoint pen, black ink. Like if I had a fancy fountain pen, things are fine. Like a calligraphy situation is fine. Anyway, so then you rate all of these like fears or kind of compulsions that you have that go with it on a scale from one to 10, or sometimes they get real out there and it's from one to 100. So you can say that was a 67, not just a (laughs) six, right? And then you're supposed to pick things that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, somewhere in between like 40 up to at maximum like 70, right? So from four to seven. Mm -hmm anything in there you can do an exposure with so for the black ink example is i would write with a black ink pen and i would sit as the anxiety would come in kind of consume every pore in my body <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> scream at me that i was murdering all of my loved ones and then sort of you know settled back down mm-hmm. But as Heather said, you can't do this with something that comes in at an 8, 9 or 10 because you're not going to experience that resolve of the anxiety. You're going to be stuck mm-hmm. in basically a fight or flight response that just mm-hmm. sort of cements the fears that you had around the thought and increases your compulsivity. I mean, does that seem true to you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a way to kind of be gentle with yourself.
0: Yes which is huge as you know, well and impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Self-compassion yeah. during all of this. Oof. So, I know. <laughs> yeah. So getting back to the mortified thing, I do think this is an appropriate exposure to deal with my perfectionism because I think that's mm. definitely what's coming up here. And that is a flavor of OCD perfectionism. I, I, I want to do this application exactly right so that yes. when they get the application, they go, oh, my God, this is why we started the program 20 years ago. <laughs> she has finally come and blessed us with the perfect, you know. Yeah. So a little bit have,
1: of that is, oh Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask. I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, to cut please. you off there. But have you ever done a small step between this exposure of submitting? Have you ever done a script of what oh, would like happen? Oh, like an imaginal?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's because I didn't have any physical compulsions Uh huh. other than like the black ink thing. There was nothing physical yeah. that I could do. So everything was an imaginal. And for the yeah. listeners at home, an imaginal is where you write out, at least the ones that I did, it was like you write out what is the fear and then you almost write a story about it. And the story includes you not doing the compulsion So the worst thing that you think is going to happen happens and then what Mm -hmm. happens next and next and next and next and you follow it all the way down. And the one that I did involved a lot of like, you have to say how that feels in it Mm -hmm. and where in your body it feels that way. And inevitably all of mine ended in death, 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 death. It was either like die alone and all my family hates me death or it's like all of my loved ones have died because of me then i die alone yes you know one of the two disney endings
1: (laughs) (laughs) all the endings yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it is the real ending right it's but. true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I tend to focus on it a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Feeling I, I hear one. you. Writing a script might be good. The other thing is, and maybe I can kind of hold on to this to get it done, mm-hmm. is I'm so over. Having this open tab on my computer for the mortified application that is three quarters of the way filled out and all that it needs is like an upload of a PDF of a photo of this stupid stand-up set.
1: Okay. So what if we did this right now? Oh, I
0: don't know exactly where the stand-up set is.
1: (laughs) That seems convenient. <laughs> I
0: know it totally <laughs> does. The thing is is if you had said, "Oh, let's upload some of those emails," no problem. I found the box. I found the box that has all of the wow. emails in them.
1: Yeah, which is That's a fancy it, box. It is.
0: It's almost like a hat box from maybe the 60s or something like that. I got it from uh-huh. my grandma brag um
1: (laughs) now you store emails in it
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but i mean we could take a break and i could do a real quick perusal doozle Mm -hmm. but i do think it may be longer than a couple of minutes so okay i also have another thing that i was supposed to do Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Which was do the first episode of my podcast, Brat Shit Roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I asked a couple, I asked one friend <laughs> to do it and they didn't get back to me. So I took that as a serious rejection, which is kind of a joke, but truly how it felt, even though they are probably traveling, working, busy, whatever, you know, but I. I and yeah, what took do you it.
1: mean? They have a life? <laughs>
0: They have a life outside of you. That's crazy. Gabby Blackman literally texted them one random text and they didn't drop everything. I know.
1: I mean, it's rude when they don't respond to you in 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, so true. Meanwhile, it takes me days, if not weeks, (laughs) to get back to anybody. And if you're listening and you feel like you're one of those people, I I sincerely apologize. I'm literally trying to perfect the text message that I send back to you,
1: it, it takes a while. She's honestly thinking more about your text <laughs> than anything else in the world.
0: It truly, it's true. <laughs> and it means nothing. The thing is, is I know it's more hurtful to not respond to somebody's text uh-huh. than to send them one that's just like got a lot of spelling errors or whatever, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. But does that help me hit send? No. So I'm going to go over it a few thousand more times and I'll get back to you in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I decided to review the first uh, recordings of a batshit roommate, which was with my sister, which was on my phone in an RV, and the problem is that it sounds so bad, like so bad that i I can't I can't put it out there for people to listen to. I mean, it's like you can't hear when somebody says something, but you can hear like nails scraping across like the table. You know what I mean? It's just. <laughs>
1: And especially since there's there's nothing wrong with that, though. That's the thing. There's nothing wrong with putting something out there that's just very raw. Uh,
0: You say that, but in my heart of hearts, I truly do not believe it. And I guess because I also have misophonia, I'm just dropping tons of disorders today. Jealous. (laughs) But because I am so sensitive to sound, and usually that's like wet mouth sounds. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, God. When people make out on screen and you just hear just like somebody sloshing around in a puddle is what it sounds like. It's just <laughs> never mind. I don't need to be watching this anymore. But, I, you know, as somebody who's very sensitive to sound, it is, it I, 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 I can't expect anybody else to put up with that nonsense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway,
1: what I did do this <laughs> week... Thank <laughs> Yes, Gabby. What I did
0: do this (laughs) week in a comically putting myself out there manner is there is a podcast that is a a, like a quote late night sort of podcast where they do the news, Mm -hmm. but funny and it's entirely women or femme or Hmm. what have you, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty cool. And so they had put up that they're looking for submissions for writers and, you know, people who want to do bits and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, so. So the deadline was midnight last night, and your girl was typing up monologue jokes at 1030 at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Thank you. So I submitted it. It's a page of monologue jokes and, and one reoccurring bit. I sent it
1: out. So there you go. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. Despite everything that's going on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you you have to sit there and think about this, like that despite everything else or in spite or whatever whatever spite spitefully <laughs> spitefully yes. uh-huh you were able to get through it and you know submit to something going towards your goals thank that's you. yeah congratulations woohoo
0: thank you yeah <laughs> are there a ton of shoulds that i should have done instead yes but i appreciate you allowing the space for me to say hey i did a thing
1: yeah you did you did mm-hmm. a thing Mm -hmm. okay I feel like we're talking
0: (laughs) about me so um I'm just gonna say let's go into the next segment of the podcast
1: oh yeah yeah which is near the end which is like you're like yes yes (laughs) we're almost done
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah luckily the viewers can't see it at home but I am sweating profusely from the palms of my hands and honest to god under the pit so it's it's a good time it's pure sex um (laughs) Okay, I am not entirely sure what to do over these next two weeks because everything else on my list feels so huge. Do you know what I mean? Okay. How about you?
1: What if if there's a baby step? What is a baby step of one of those really big things?
0: Okay, I'm looking at my list
1: for the viewers at
0: home. Hmm. I mean, not to recycle, but I suppose the, the applying to mortified would be a thing. But if we're trying for new things, it would be kind of cool to do the table read, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of flummoxed as to how to begin. Like, who who do I ask? To do a table read, you know, and and then how do I organize that? And then how do I get rid of all these thoughts of being, you know, sued by the people who do what we do in the shadows?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do seem litigious, Mm -hmm. but, you know, fuck them.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I mean, what? what, So if I was one second, that was so unprofessional.
1: Oh, yeah. This is really professional. (laughs) I just said, fuck it.
0: God fucking damn it. Don't fucking swear on our goddamn fucking shit podcast. Fuck. Hell. <laughs> yep. That was that was the heightening. That was the one-up man. Well, it was, I guess I could have said ass.
1: <laughs> ass would have been better.
0: Ass is always better.
1: Yes. Yes. I think... I mean, if you were to break it down as a baby step to doing a table read, mm-hmm. the best thing is to put out the feelers. Who... Who is wanting to play Nandor or Laszlo or Mm. Naja, Mm. or Colin Robinson? You know, I mean,
0: yeah, I assume I'm going to get a fight on my hands for that one. But
1: I mean, that's but you're, you know, you're the director of this. You're the writer, director, Mm. producer of this.
0: That's right. You get
1: to choose. Break some hearts, (laughs) make enemies for life, you know,
0: (laughs) crush some dreams. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Crush lots of dreams Uh as you do. You are not a dream catcher. You're a dream crusher. Thank Mm -hmm. you.
0: Thank you for noticing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll put it out on Instagram or LinkedIn. I don't (laughs) (laughs) know.
1: Yeah, you get that one coworker from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: hey, we haven't he's never talked acted in 12 before. Years. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah, has trouble reading and memorizing lines and uh-huh. you know any of
1: it. But the hell with it, first time. But is looking for his break.
0: <laughs> yeah, his big break. And, and this is it.
1: This is it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that is. Those are really good suggestions. And uh, great.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you what to do now.
0: Honestly, thank you. Because one of the reasons why I know that I'm in a depression is because my indecisiveness has gotten out of control.
1: And that can be really hard.
0: Yes, it can. Yeah. So Heather, (laughs) what about you, my friend?
1: So my mutual goal is to catch up on our podcasts Mm -hmm. and edit the next episode a little bit faster, which I am getting faster at. Yes. I know, I'm like, yay, I can figure this out. It can kind of sound good.
0: It sounds amazing. And then,
1: yeah, it sounds Mm -hmm. okay.
0: (laughs) What? Honestly. I'm just being judgmental. Yeah, someday I am going to give you like five minutes of compliments and I'm going to watch your head explode and I'm going to tape it for all of our viewers.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. It's either head explosion or just melting out of my seat.
0: (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And pretending I am water now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you heard about Heather? Yeah, she's living as a liquid now.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the true, like, you know, goal in life. Mm-hmm. It's just to remain as a puddle on the floor.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, but so mutual goals, is that what we're doing now?
1: So one mutual goal for me, and the next one is, since I wrote a humor piece, oddly enough.
0: Oh, yeah. What are you going to do with it?
1: I'm going to ask my favorite comedy people to read it and edit, and then I'm going to actually submit it to, let's see, I think I'm just going to do three different places just cool. to see, and then, you know, wash over all the rejections, <laughs> which I think is a good thing. I think it's a good yes. thing, you know, Yes, mm-hmm. is to be rejected. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, one day get something that gets out there to be read by people that I don't have to actually shout at them. I'm actually (laughs) funny, you know,
0: (laughs) which is what she does every time before we start the podcast. And I'm just like, sure.
1: Yeah, sure. Heather. (laughs) Yeah, um, And then the other thing was, is I'm going to, you know, I'm taking my own advice that I've given you Ooh. and take one baby step. Okay. And I am going to do an act two on my doubt it podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: I have act, I have the cold open and act one done. But if I did an act two, I think even if it's just terrible act two, you know, where I just write about people eating crackers <laughs> That will be that will be it. So,
0: because honestly, if you wrote about people eating crackers, there's no way that it is not going to be funny.
1: Do you know that was a yeah. lot of
0: double negative? But
1: <laughs> that's because Gabby will not watch or listen to people eat crackers. So,
0: oh, I, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But I can listen to a narration about people eating crackers as long as there's no sound effects.
1: Yes, yes. Yes.
0: And because I think it's impossible for you not to make something funny. Do you know what I mean? In writing. Uh I take that back. Oh, that I'm was sure a compliment. Write, yeah. I'm sure you can write very serious drama and I can't wait to read your holocaust piece. But in the meantime, because <laughs> of all my experiences, <laughs> No, because, because honestly, all truly the way that I know you over these past couple of years is as an incredibly funny writer. And I really haven't read any of your stuff that is serious. Why am I talking?
1: I don't know. I was I was actually enjoying this part. I was like, no, I was kidding.
0: <laughs> no, seriously. Based on the like expression on your face, I was like, "Uh oh, Gabby, you 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 fucked up." Now,
1: no, 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 no. Um, that's just my face. Um,
0: <laughs> Honestly, okay. I look forward to your second act about cracker crunching.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. that's that's my second act. There we go. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Gonna do it tonight. Up, 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 up. Done. <laughs> <laughs> if we come back in two weeks
0: and you mm-hmm. say, "Oh, I totally did it," and I fully believe you, and everything's normal sauce, and then you just grab a packet of graham crackers and crunch them up into the <laughs> microphone for five minutes, like some Andy Kaufman like performance uh-huh. art piece. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that, that that would be great. I was thinking like, okay, that's it. That's the end of the pod, but. I would respect the shit out of that. <laughs> Speaking of the end of the pod, though, this has been a longy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: uh, my apologies. We, we need to say goodbye. Yeah, we. No, no, say no, goodbye. no
1: apologies. No apologies. Okay.
0: No apologies. I stand by everything that I've ever said, and everything that Heather's ever said. Thank and you, you regret for- nothing. Nothing. No regrets. No. Yeah. No. No. <clears throat> Heavy swallow. <laughs> Thank you for joining us all the way to the end of the podcast. And we hope that we see you next week.
1: Yeah. See you next week. Or bye in two weeks. Bye. Oh yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the end of the show. This is Gabby Blackman. And this is Heather Nye. Thank you for listening to comically exposed. We're just a little show with two creators who edit and produce each episode. We appreciate all your support.
1: If you liked what you heard, please follow us on Instagram at comicallyexp.podcast. That's C-O-M-I-C-A-L-L-Y-E-X-P.podcast. Or subscribe to
0: us on Spotify. New episodes drop every other Wednesday.
1: Also, special thanks to Track Club and Golden Finch for providing the music.
0: Thanks for listening, and hey, everybody, today is a great day to expose yourself. Okay, until next time, ta-ta for ta-da. Bye. Bang. Me. <laughs> <laughs>